in the holy city of Yerushalayim, once lived a tzaddik named Rabbi Avraham Galanti. In his time, there was a large yeshiva in the holy city and a kailal for married students, where many tamidim learned Torah with great devotion. From time to time, the hanhala of the yeshiva would send out a shaliach, an emissary, to distant lands to collect funds to maintain the yeshiva and the students and needy families associated with the yeshiva. Loyalenu came a difficult year of poor harvests. Food prices went up. Many former supporters of the yeshiva themselves had no extra money to support the tamidim. A famine threatened the entire community of Yerushalayim, Loyalenu. The rabbanim of the yeshiva called together a meeting to choose one of them to be an emissary to set out on the long, difficult, and dangerous journey to Jewish communities far and wide for the purpose of collecting necessary funds. They threw a geirol, and Rabbi Avraham Galanti was selected. Rabbi Galanti found it difficult to interrupt his title learning, but he accepted the urgent task where he knew he would be helping to sustain and support so many neshamas whose only aim in life was to learn Taita and live by its teachings. So Rabbi Galanti packed his talis and tefillin, some food for the journey, and started off for the port city of Jaffa, where he boarded a ship bound for Kushta, the city of Constantinople, in Turkey. After a long journey, the ship reached the shores of Constantinople. The captain of the ship noticed a great commotion on shore. People were rushing about noisily. Some people stood on rooftops waving their hands wildly. The captain and the passengers became alarmed. What on earth was going on there to cause people to behave this way? The captain was afraid to bring the ship into the harbor, and he wondered if perhaps it would be wiser to travel on to a different city. There was no way to tell how long it would be before the situation in Kushta would be restored to order and normalcy. But Rabbi Galanti had a mission, and he wanted to get off the ship. So he asked the captain to allow him to do so in a small boat that would be rowed by a sailor who would return to the ship after leaving Rabbi Galanti on the shore. The captain tried to talk Rabbi Galanti out of taking the risk of entering a place which was seemingly full of danger, but Rabbi Galanti was determined to get to Kushta and fulfill his mission so that he could get back to Yerushalayim with the necessary funds to sustain the Tamidim and the yeshiva. He told the captain, You agreed to take me to the port. That's the agreement that we made when I paid you your fare, and now I would like you to do so. I'm not afraid, said Rabbi Galanti. It is most important that I reach Kushta as soon as possible. God Almighty will take care of me and keep me safe. When the captain saw how determined Rabbi Galanti was, 
And what an exceptional person Rabbi Galanti was. He agreed to carry out the request. As the other passengers looked on, the captain turned to them and pointed out that the rabbi is leaving the ship on his own responsibility. The captain then ordered one of the sailors to lower a small boat into the water and row Rabbi Galanti to the dock. On reaching the port, Rabbi Galanti got out of the little boat. The sailor immediately turned around and returned to the ship. No sooner had Rabbi Galanti stepped onto the shore than two of the sultan's soldiers rushed up to him. Hey, old man, run! Run as fast as you can if you value your life. Rabbi Galanti did no such thing. He simply asked them in a very calm voice, Tell me, please, what is the matter? Two lions have escaped from the sultan's zoo. They are roaming around the city, scaring the inhabitants and attacking people. Hurry, take cover somewhere. Don't waste any time. They could be here any minute. And at that very moment, one of the lions came into view. The soldiers ran away, but Rabbi Galanti did not move. The lion approached him slowly, but instead of attacking him, the lion settled down at Rabbi Galanti's feet, just like a cat might do. Rabbi Galanti took hold of the lion's ear and holding on to it gently but firmly, he led the lion towards the sultan's palace. On the way, the second lion appeared. Rabbi Galanti also took hold of the ear of the second lion, and with a lion in each hand, he made his way to the sultan's palace. The people who were watching from their rooftops looked on in amazement. The sultan and his attendants were standing on the roof of the palace. They could not believe their eyes as they saw the rabbi approaching with the two lions behaving as if they were a couple of pet lambs. As they came near, the sultan told Rabbi Galanti where to take the lions, which he did, leading them to the safety of their enclosures. When this was done, the sultan sent for Rabbi Galanti. He invited the rabbi to sit amongst his counselors and noblemen, who all stood to show respect to Rabbi Galanti. The sultan then asked Rabbi Galanti to tell him who he was and from where he had come and why he had arrived in Kushta. Rabbi Galanti told the sultan that he was a rabbi in the holy city of Yerushalayim, sent to collect money for the relief of the starving and suffering people there. How are you so brave that you are not afraid of two wild lions that threw the whole city into such a panic? asked the sultan. Where did you get such courage? You're an old man. Are you perhaps a wizard? Your majesty, began Rabbi Galanti, you can see that I'm an old, weak man. As for being a wizard, Jewish law forbids any such thing. However, I will answer your question by saying that our mighty sages say, Who is mighty? He who controls his own nature. I have always tried to control my nature. I am afraid of no one and of nothing. Only of Almighty God am I afraid. And when Almighty God created all of the beasts and animals, He implanted in them 
and natural fear of humans. But this works only when man behaves as he is meant to do and controls his own nature. On the other hand, if a person behaves like an animal, then they lose their image of godliness, and the beast or animal regards the person as simply another animal. Therefore, instead of the animal fearing the man, the man becomes afraid of the animal. The sultan was greatly impressed with Rabbi Galanti's words and saw that he had before him a most unusual personality. The sultan ordered his minister of the royal treasury to bring a large quantity of gold and silver to give to Rabbi Galanti so that he should not have to be troubled to travel further looking for funds to support the Tamidim and families of Yerushalayim. The sultan then arranged for Rabbi Galanti to sail home in a luxury liner with every comfort possible for the journey. He wanted to do all he could to show his respect and gratitude for the tzaddik Rabbi Avraham Galanti. Thank you.